We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a holes. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man who is hooked on a feeling. He likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Come and get his love. It's Chris. I kept thinking you was going to stop at any moment and then you kept saying more things. So I, I didn't know when to come in and it scared me. They were all song titles from Guardians of the Galaxy. I was aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to cover them today. Do you want to give us a rendition of any of those songs? In fact, I regret that Pina immediately. Colada. Oh, God. The news. The news, Wait, quick. How's it go? No. I like Pina... Uh, what? Um, Pina Colada, because they all taste the same? No, getting caught in the rain. Sure I literally just said pretty it. Pretty sure it's because they all taste the same. No. I like Pina Colada. News. Because they all taste the same. For goodness sake, news. <laughs> Go on. Trailers, Chris. We got one for Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. It's about a minute long. Did you watch it? No confused nope. look. Didn't know there was a Cloak and Dagger thing coming out. Is it a TV series? Yes, it's going to be done by Freeform. I'm not sure who they are, whether they're a streaming service along the lines of Netflix, but they're doing it. And it looks to be around the same tone as Netflix. Are you familiar with Cloak and Dagger at all? I've heard their names in passing. I know Cloak, I know of him from Civil War. His cloak opens up into, like, different dimensions, and that's how Captain America rescues all the people Tony Stark's locked up. Yeah, it looks like these guys are going to be teenagers, and Cloak is uh, an African-American guy with a teleporty cloak thing, and Dagger is a young lady with light, dagger powers so she can stab people with pretty daggers <laughs> so dagger powers yes well i think she's got light powers i'm not sure whether that manifests as like she can light blast people and blind them but from what we see in the trailer she gets a knife dagger and stabs a dude i should hope she has a dagger being called you know dagger yeah i would be disappointed if cloak didn't have a cloak if you had a cape oh that pissed me off cape and dagger yeah it better be a cloak what is the difference between a cloak and a cape I generally one find have a hood? that um, cloaks normally have hoods and cover over the shoulders. So you can almost say Batman's cape is more of a cloak because it covers his shoulders, but then it doesn't actually have a hood. No, because he's so, got the cowl. Yes, it doesn't really count. I mean, Doctor Strange is, thinks more of a cloaky type thing. Well, it's cloak of levitation, isn't exactly. it? Not the cape of levitation. I mean, that only covers one shoulder, so it barely makes it into cloak. It's also got the... Uh, the... the very high neck on it. Yes, yeah. Who knows? The dictionary. We'll check later. Excellent news. But it looks good, uh, Cloak and Dagger, so maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we won't. And it's, they're not in the MCU. This is not a shared thing, is it? It is, yeah, but it's probably going to be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is in the MCU, but it's separate from the Netflix okay. stuff and the film stuff. Why, why isn't Netflix doing it? I'm not sure. Maybe they've got enough on their plate with the Defenders and that stuff. Uh, I mean, mm. tonal-wise, it looks like they could match up. From the trailer, we see a bit of thigh. This is a bit raunchy, Chris. Ooh. Is it Cloak's thigh? Uh, daggers. Oh. Maybe. Not, not interested. 
it was someone's thigh but yeah it looks interesting and uh hopefully it'll be good more marvel tv news chris you know i told you about the new warriors starring squirrel girl well she's got the rest of her ensemble cast have been named i'll just quickly run them off mr immortal night thrasher speedball microbe and debris are going to be joining her i recognize speedball yes because he's in civil war so is microbe and a few others but i don't think they're going to run into nitro because uh, the series has been described as a comedy so well, no blowing up schools full of kids no but i can't see it happening we've not got casting on who's going to be them but at least i don't think we do but yeah that's them that's padding out the new warriors tv show uh in other news chris man from uncle has getting a sequel script in development oh good we watched that first one we we enjoyed it i did I'm, i've been hoping for a sequel to it the witty banter between army hammer and henry cavill exactly yeah so that'll be good if it comes to fruition so we'll, i'll keep my ear to the ground on that and you'll listen when i say more. yep i'll forget everything about it until in a few weeks time you go oh by the way they've uh, they've got a director for it now and i'll go what for when when did when was it announced this was coming out yeah good stuff moving on batman and harley quinn is a view it's an animated film kind of in the style of the old batman cartoons okay cool that's coming out and there was a behind the scenes sort of teaser for it uh you didn't watch this did you i didn't know it was coming out no okay it looks good kevin conroy's back as batman excellent so which is always good there's a new voice of uh harley quinn she's um bernadette from the big bang theory really she, she does a pretty good high Harley Quinn voice, voice. Yeah. yeah no joker uh not that i've seen i think the story centers around batman going after poison ivy and trying to thwart one of her plans and harley and ivy are pretty pally so i think batman drags her back in to help him take down ivy so it's going to be a sort of oddball team up and nightwing's in it as well he's voicing nightwing do we know uh the same guy that voiced robin in the old animated show okay so is this like a continuation of the old animated show then i don't think it is it's animated in the same style yeah but then it's the same style same voice actors mostly the same voice actors uh but it's going to be a little more adult i think more innuendos good i like i enjoy a good nightwing and batman innuendo i think it's harley quinn and nightwing not unless Uh, (laughs) just batman like you know nightwing's got his um his electric bat on things then batman's like i feel a spark between us yes oh that's not an innuendo (laughs) but that's good pun i like that moving on we've got some cleanup from the star wars celebration that we talked about last week because there was still a one or two days going uh on that when we recorded last week's episode so here we go chris leia is not going to be in episode nine i think carrie fisher's brother said that she was going to be in episode nine but it's been cleaned up and episode eight is going to be her last appearance in star wars i think it's best to end it there rather than try and stretch out her arc or try and use cg and stuff like that i mean because it's okay trying to pad out one film but extending it into two might be 
too much for the filmmakers so are you okay with this yeah pretty much i mean i had heard rumors that the producers had kept some of her scenes back from episode eight to use in episode nine yeah but I think, i'm guessing that's obviously not happening so. yeah i think that's what the brother had said as well but uh yeah mm. i think this is the the best way the best call yeah so will they kill her character in episode eight i'm not sure kill her off let her walk off into the sunset not sure how they're going to deal with it but uh interesting how would you deal with it the, the tasteful man you are chris I can't see her character sort of just retiring and giving up. It wouldn't make any sense at all. So you'd have to kill her character off sort of thing. I mean, she's been fighting this her entire life. It makes no sense for her to go, you know what? I've had enough. Bye. Yeah, especially since her son's turned evil. She's got a vested interest in trying to sort this stuff out. So yeah, I can kind of get on board with having to kill her off. As long as it's done respectfully and it's not Kylo Ren chopping her head off or something like that what <laughs> no it probably it, i imagine it would be something along the lines of um she's on a ship that blows up or she's at one of the resistance bases and it's hit by like a first strike order oh, first order strike <laughs> <laughs> okay so explosion kind of yeah okay something where you don't actually see her being killed also to come out of celebration it's going to be the last series of star wars rebels which makes sense because the first series i think was set four years before the battle of yavin and the first death star blowing up so time-wise it makes sense if each season is a year so a lot of people are slightly disappointed because they enjoy rebels but i think it was dave filoni or pablo hidalgo i get those two mixed up but i think it was dave who said that this isn't going to be the last animated star wars thing that we're going to get and he teased returns of certain characters so i know you don't watch rebels but this is it's an intriguing thing because uh there are two jedis that are in that series and there are no jedis in a new hope so maybe they get killed maybe they wander off is that the guy whose um lightsaber handles also a pistol uh, yes, but that's oh, gotten that really, destroyed. Good, that so really pissed me off when I saw that. That's Ezra and Koenig. And Koenig's blind at the moment. He got blinded by Darth Maul. And Ezra's older now and he's he's got a green lightsaber. So but I don't know whether they'd make it through uh, Rebels Alive. Do you want them alive no, or dead? No, you want them gone? I want them dead. You want them to kill because, a child? Look, well, the whole, the whole point of A New Hope is Luke is the new hope to bring the force back sort of thing because there's maybe no jedi left so saying oh but these guys survived because i always pictured it as other force users force sensitive people but nobody who's an actual jedi because where would they get the training from there's a clip that's been making the rounds i'm not sure if it came out of celebration or interviews after where mark hamill said that he doesn't agree with the way that his character has gone you sent me this yes panicking going oh my god they've broken star wars Ah! Um, oh you said that doesn't sound good yeah because well, <laughs> i'm worried about what they're going to make luke do now well the thing is did you watch the whole interview no no okay <laughs> which i, I advised watched, you to do i watched rather this than... 59 second clip of it good right well i watched the whole well i i say the whole thing it was probably edited a lot but he does say that he didn't agree with what they did with luke in episode seven but when he watched it 
back it, it made sense so I think I and I'm not sure whether he was saying that just to either build hype and theories to oh well maybe he's turned to the dark side and all all of this uh, maybe the fan theories are true maybe he is Snoke or because he's because Mark Hamill's had years to think about the way Luke is going to go and reading up on all the legend stories and things like that so of course it's going to be different to how he imagined it it's going to be different to how everyone imagined it so try not to get your knickers in a twist is what i'm saying i'm concerned well you can be concerned but don't freak out last bit of news chris uh rumors have been running rampant that chris marshall is probably the favorite to be the new doctor he's the big guy in um my family have you watched it death in paradise is also in that oh nick from my family yes, yeah really that's interesting interesting i can see him being sort of a a wacky cuckoo doctor more towards 11 and 10s type okay yeah he's, he's i can see him and he's quite... got the acting chops and comedic timing and stuff like exactly that. So, so quite eccentric yeah doctor yeah, i would see could him going. be and he could play serious and and stuff like I that i've never so. seen him anything serious I don't think Death in Paradise is that serious. It's not. I've seen bits of that. Okay. Maybe you can't do serious then. Yeah. We'll I see. Hope so. But okay. I'll be okay with that. Cool. They've got Chris's permission. That's all anyone needs. Right then. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is coming out next week. If I'm being told right by my local cinema. Oh. No, they don't mess us around here. Um. So, this week, we're going to take an in-depth look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Mixtape 1, the A-side, other cassette-based information, Track 1. You're dragging us out. I know. We're doing that, and we're going to see if we can survive in the wacky galaxy and see if we can guard it. Yes. That sounds like so much work already. I know. But we are survival experts. We are up to the challenge, aren't we? Naturally. So, where do we start, Chris? Let's start at the beginning, shall we? In 1988, Chris, with Peter Quill's mum dying in a hospital of cancer or something? Probably it looks like cancer. cancer. Yeah. She dies. Peter's granddad does the responsible thing and leaves him outside hospital corridor. <laughs> Unattended. As you do. Where Peter can then run outside and then get abducted by aliens and then turn into Chris Pratt responsible grandparenting it's not he was abducted by aliens and then turned into chris pratt he just grew up into chris pratt okay (laughs) my first question you've just lost your mum and been abducted by aliens yeah would you grow up to be as emotionally stable-ish as chris pratt is in this film and in very good physical condition yes charming enough to woo pink aliens and lascavarians no no because you would have suffered the loss of your mother then you would go through this trauma of being abducted you'd threatened to be eaten exactly several times so, as Yondu points out I saved your kid these guys had never eaten Terran before and they were gonna eat you I know why he's a redneck alien <laughs> why not it's great <laughs> you'd think he would uh, have more trust issues be a little bit more insensitive because he would have hardened his uh, psyche to deal with everything that would have been happening yeah but instead, he just went completely overwhelmed. He was just like, yeah, it's all cool. Let's do it a happened. dance. I mean, he t- does turn to crime. True, but that's the environment he's been brought up in, isn't it? Yondu's not the best. 
a parental figure, is he? Not the best moral compass, is he? No, I suppose not. But glad he turned out the way he did because it made the film more enjoyable. I don't think Guardians would have been as good if he'd try and make jokes of me. He's been like, my mum died when I was a little kid. <laughs> my dad ran off. I have mother head. issues. I don't trust anybody. Every day I get up and I inject myself with heroin or something. Space heroin. Yeah, I imagine they've got some really be cool regular drugs. regular heroin, Chris. Space <laughs> no, heroin. Sorry. Yeah. That would be terrifying for a yep. nine or ten year old. Yeah. So. Unless the abduction made him completely forget about his mother's death and it helped him get over it a lot faster. Well, it like, would. There's so much life in the universe. I, I need to live for this and explore it. Puts the headphones on. Ah! Hookada mm. feeling! I'm high on believing. I'm going to stop singing. Lots of impromptu singing in this episode. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so it's shocking how positive Chris Pratt's outlook, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, uh, his outlook is on life. Yeah, I'd never really thought about it until you mentioned it. It's going to bug me now. Well, you ruined Guardians for me. <laughs> you should well be done. a space serial killer, not a bloody happy-go-lucky thief. Yeah, no, he's surprisingly well-rounded. Maybe it's all the banging 80s tunes that have kept him sane and yeah, positive because they are all mostly positive upbeat songs aren't they on, yeah there's on no mixtape yeah no depressing ones and they're from his mum as well so perhaps that helps he's like yeah mum wanted me to be happy she wanted me to keep going so that's what i'm going to do i'm going to make her proud by becoming an international <laughs> galaxy thief galactic not even galactic international thief, no. <laughs> galactic thief yeah yeah he he comes out pretty well speaking of galactic thievery uh, Indiana Jones-style space tomb raiding. Peter, he seems like he's pretty adept at that. Really? Well, it mostly. It does not go well at all. Well, it went well up until Ronan's thugs came in and, and tried to take over the power gem, the orb that he was after. But up until then, yeah, he's walking along using space rats as microphones, jumping over pits of flesh-eating eels and all sorts of stuff and he manages to get the orb out of its little force field thing so yeah he does pretty well and he manages to get away from ronan's guys so barely but just about yeah just does it how do you think he'd deal with getting away from a rolling boulder i reckon he would have used his little um, jet things on his shoes and just like been flying away at the same time and be like oh my god oh my god oh my god what am i gonna do how do you think he would have been raiding a temple of doom or a crystal skull maze thing I'd like him to find the Ark I reckon he could have the Ark of the Covenant yes because it just melts everybody maybe that's an infinity stone (laughs) have you seen how powerful that thing is put that in a gauntlet Thanos there you go it's the um, at the start of the film it's the infinity stone he's stealing isn't it yes that's what's in the orb couldn't remember I haven't seen Guardians in a long time (laughs) ah well yeah that's what he's after we the Ravagers are after it and that's Yondu's gang and I think Quill gets wind of that's what they're after and they've got a buyer for it, a guy called the Broker. And he gets to it first and kind of double crosses Yondu, who's not very happy with this and uh, puts a bounty on Peter Quill once he realises that Quill's in it for himself and he's going to sell the orb and keep all the millions of credits for himself. And then you've got Ronan, of course, a Cree judge adjudicator he's an accuser which is 
like a Robocop of the Kree Empire. And he's after the orb as well because he wants to give it to Thanos and then in return Thanos is going to destroy this uh, planet where the Nova Corps is based and they're intergalactic space police guys and uh, their culture insults him for some reason probably because they're not blue like he is. Aren't they about all bringing the, uh, all the planets and stuff together as well aren't they forming alliances? A bit like what the uh, Federation is in Star Trek. Yeah I think that's what their deal is and yeah, uh, yeah Rona doesn't want that so he's, he's after the orb for that reason and he's in league with Thanos. Speaking of Thanos we do get a death and I'd be interested to hear how you would survive it. Thanos has died? No, no. Thanos is minion. I think he's called the other. He's in the Avengers. He's the weird seven-fingered guy that talks to Loki. You remember him? Yes, vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. And um, Ronan goes to see Thanos, and he's very angry at Thanos for some reason. I can't remember why. No, um, Gamora has shown her hand and wants to get away from Thanos and is trying to steal the orb as well. So she can sell it to the collector and get a billion units or credits. But she gets captured and sent to prison along with Rocket and Groot and Star-Lord. So Ronan's angry that Thanos lent him an agent that betrayed him. And he's going off on one and the other is going, Hey Ronan, chill dude, lower your tone. And then Ronan turns his hammer on him and does his force hammer push and turns his head right the way around snapping it would you try and calm ronan down or would you knowing how powerful thanos is go okay if thanos wants this guy dead because he's being a prick then thanos will deal with it it's not my place to try and make this guy show respect when he obviously doesn't want to would you stick up for the big purple chair city man no (laughs) No, definitely not. He's you're like his um minion. Thanos's, yeah, minion. Not his right hand man, more like his bitch. Butler. <laughs> yes. So um while you've got uh, this Ronan guy, you know, having a heated discussion with your boss, you just remain quiet. Your boss is your boss for a reason. He's gonna handle it, he's gonna deal with it. His Thanos is fucking scary. He's gonna kill most of the Avengers, so I think he can deal with Ronan. Yeah. So yeah, you just stay out of it. Or you pick up a weapon and you hit Ronan on the back of the head. Like a stick yes. or a rock. You just sneak up just behind him and hit him. smack him, yeah. But Ronan's got that like, helmet thing, so yeah. maybe that's protection. Hit him in the face with the rock. Or maybe get one of those giant space whale slug things to eat Ronan. Ugh. Or poke him in the eyes. Run at him with your seven fingers. One of those fingers <laughs> will get the eyes. Uh, but no, yeah, just stay out of it. I mean... Thanos is going to deal with it, isn't he? So, and Thanos probably doesn't care when you die. No, he you finds are most a people disposable minion, isn't he? Expendable, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so just stay quiet, disappear into the shadows. That's what I would do. I'd be a great Live minion. Live to see Infinity War. Exactly. But Thanos doesn't really deal with it. He just calls Ronan boy and lets him wander off. That's because uh, Thanos knows that. Use nothing you can do to me because you know I'll destroy you. And Ronan's like, I'm going to kill your minion because I can't actually go against you. That's why Thanos is like, boy, deal with it. Do you think that if Ronan had gone through with his plan and destroyed the planet and he'd got the power gem, would he have stood a chance against Thanos? No. I reckon having one Infinity Stone 
and not knowing how to properly control it anyway. Because let's face it, nobody really knows how to control any of them. Apart from Thanos, maybe. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Besides, possibly Odin. Besides Thanos. So uh, I reckon you try to probably go against him and use it. Thanos would put on the gauntlet and then he'd just like summon the Punch him really hard to in him. the face. Yeah, he would do something, so... Punch him with the gauntlet. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wait, does he have a second gauntlet? There should be a pair of them. There's... Oh, do I want to get into this? There's a gauntlet in the first Thor film, which is a right-handed one, and then the gauntlet that Thanos puts on in... I think is the end of Avengers 2, the second one. Yeah. Uh, He puts on a left-handed one. So apparently there's two, but I don't know whether it's canon or whether, because they just threw the first one in Thor just to go, hey, look, there's a load of things in Odin's treasure room. And then people all clinged on to the Infinity Gauntlet and went, oh, yeah, it's, that's where it's going. And I think Marvel went, oh, okay, they've gravitated towards this. And then Thanos' one is a left one or a right. Oh, so I don't both. know whether there so- is two, whether that's proper or what have you so you but usually the gauntlet is just one hand because five gems one I was going to say gauntlet. all gems fit into one gauntlet don't they yeah but so there's no point in having perhaps two perhaps ten infinity stones that nobody knows about oh, if God. it's a second gauntlet <laughs> no I don't think there is but uh, you think Thanos could have taken oh Ronan yeah even yeah. with an infinity stone okay Right then, so our guardians are stuck in a prison and they meet Drax good old Dave Batista. This prison is not a place you want to be in. All the guards are corrupt. It's like the worst of the Nova Corps are there, and they don't care what you get up to there. I mean, a group of them uh, grab um, Gamora, and one of the guards goes, hey, take her in the shower. It's easier to clean up all the blood. So (laughs) he's great. If you've got issues there, then don't go to that guy. How would you deal uh, with being in an alien prison, Chris? I'm sure you'd fit in nicely the same way i would deal with real prison <laughs> oh dear just fly under the radar don't ruffle any feathers work out get jacked beat up the biggest person you can find a big blue dude and become lord of the prison okay what would you do if a big blue dude came up and stroked your face ominously stroke his back <laughs> freak him out he'd be like no what are you doing you're gonna be scared i'd be like oh you want to go big boy stroke his arm and he's like, no, get away from me. And he runs off crying. And okay. then he would tell the guy, he's like, he touched me. But the guards don't care. Okay, what if a giant tree man stuck two fingers up your nose and mm. lifted you up? Mm. And then a talking raccoon started smack talking you. Ask, why, good sirs, are you doing this to me? I've done nothing Yeah, but you've got two you. roots up your nose. Okay. So like, why, good sirs, are you doing this? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, they'd be going into your brain, wouldn't they? No, you'd be dead then otherwise. <laughs> Well, the big blue dude that Groot does that to doesn't die. Doesn't go into his brain then, does he? He might not even have a brain. His species have his brain in their stomach or something. It's, yeah, it's entirely possible. Alien anatomy. It's a strange thing. When you look at Groot, he's just a bloody tree. He is just a bloody tree. Like, does he Rocket's have organs? just a raccoon. Exactly. Or well, he's a raccoon that's been like experimented on and stuff, isn't he? I think because when he was born, he was just a normal raccoon. Provided with implants and stuff. Uh, so, prison life, you think you'd fit in well just as long as you were under the radar. What if you didn't get the chance to go under the radar? What then if you were I, like Gamora and you had a, a target on your head? I would hope that um, if I was like Gamora, I would have sort of her fighting skills and I'd be okay. Because if I had a target on me and I am how I am now, 
I You'd would be die. I, I, yes, I would die so very quickly and in such a painful way before I even got to prison. <laughs> the guards would have killed me before I even got there. Yeah, I can't argue with that. You are <laughs> yep. an unpleasant to, unpleasant person to take a long extended car ride with or space ride. You'd probably get space sick. Yeah, yeah, vomit all over the guards. Chris does not travel well, people, so it's no good. No good at all. Uh, would you be able to hatch a daring prison escape as Rocket does, or...? No. <laughs> <laughs> my prison escape would be to do my sentence, depending on how long it was. Ah, the long game of prison escapes. Yes, because you're always going to get out eventually. Eventually, unless you're in there for life. But then you'll die, and then your body will be taken out. So you're going to get out anyway. Unless they cremate it in the prison. Then they will sprinkle my fucking ashes outside the prison walls, and I will have gotten out. Unless they do it in the prison. In which case, my prison then, I'm just there forever. I'm going to haunt it. The ghosts then, no ghosts. Let's not get into that. There should be ghosts in there. That's a terrible escape plan, Chris. (laughs) Well, one that involves dying is not brilliant. So you wouldn't have hacked robots to float a little pod out. Hack robots? I don't even know how to, like, torrent stuff. How the fuck would I hack a robot? (laughs) Control-Alt-Hack? Control-Alt-H? Yeah. Bring the hacking menu? Yeah. Okay. I think that I think that's how hacking works. Robots run Windows software. Exactly. Or Apple. And Microsoft. I don't think Apple don't. Apple doesn't have Control Alt Delete. That's just Microsoft, isn't oh, it? Oh. Windows. Apple sucks. <laughs> Moving on. So we've survived. Well, we haven't survived prison. No. So our escape plan is to wait out our sentence or be knifed in the showers. Just wouldn't shower. <laughs> you'd be so dirty, you'd die dysentery or something like that. No, I don't One of the hands. unclean does it. You get foot rot and your foot fall off. So we've we've not escaped from prison, Chris. Or we have, but we're dead. Or significantly older because we've served out our sentence. And then the Guardians go off to a place called Nowhere which is the giant skull of a celestial that died thousands of years ago. It's just a big, it's just a big skull and a bunch of outlaws are there drilling out uh, all the delicious fluids for, I don't know, computery stuff. I don't Maybe know. it makes Fuel a delicious soup. Something. I or think something it's more like than soup. That. More, more than soup. More a than stew. Soup. Yes. A delicious gravy. Uh, but anyway, they've gone to nowhere because the collector is there, who is Gamora's buyer for the Infinity Stone. Uh, unfortunately for him, the collector is not a great uh, employer. And his pink lady servant uh, decides that she doesn't want to work for him anymore and tenders her resignation by trying to steal the Power Stone and only succeeds in blowing herself up and half of the collector's collection, uh, which includes Howard the Duck. Yes, it does. <laughs> and Cosmo, the the space dog. Do you know anything about Cosmo? No. Shall I educate you on Cosmo? If it's quick. It will be. He's a telepathic dog that was sent up by the Russians. And he got hit by cosmic rays, and he's incredibly clever now. Cool. Oh, oh yes, bring him in. I want a storyline with him. Well, he was in, but I don't think he's telepathic. I mean, he licks the collector's face. So he just like, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you I did. wouldn't. I wouldn't lick someone's face that kept me in a box for however many years. It's not cool, man. Sorry, Zoe, How would the duck hangs around with him and has a drink after? Howard, what are you doing? He kept you in a box. You know what it is? It's Stockholm Syndrome. Well, you think Howard's got Stockholm Syndrome? It makes sense. 
It is your bond with your captive. Suddenly you're on their side. Well, maybe Howard's just getting a drink to recover and then he's buggering off on his own space adventures. Can Howard do anything? Or is he just a talking duck? He's a talking duck. I think he can do magic. I, th- I think uh, Doctor Strange taught him how to do a spell once. But I, I'm guessing he's not met Strange at this point, so... No, he's just a duck. Cool, I want a video of him. He might not even be able to use a gun, because his flipper thing... Well, he could hold a drink. Might be able to use a gun. You're thinking way too much about this. Just accept that him and Cosmos (laughs) are going off. Cosmos? Cosmo? Cosmo, yeah. The Russian cosmonaut. I hope the dog, when he talks telepathically, has a Russian accent. I am Russian space dog. (laughs) Howard Dog! (laughs) Yeah, how would you deal with this? You don't, she... like, you don't like the collector. You grab the glowy purple rock. That you've just seen a presentation of it blowing up planets and people. Is that the smartest thing to do? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing she doesn't know it's an infinity stone or understand what they are at the all. The collector literally explained it ten seconds Was ago. Was she within earshot, though? Yes. Does there's she a, have ears? There's occasional shots to her just looking over and going, Ooh, I power. Say. Because she's um, sort of imprisoned by him, isn't she? Is she wearing some sort of collar or something so she can't escape? I'm not sure she is. I think she's just okay. forced to be there. Yeah. No, I would not grab the stone, especially if he's just gone, it has the power to destroy worlds. It can't be controlled or la 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 la. I'm like, I'm not going to touch that. There must, he must have something else, some other weapon or creature that's well, locked he's, away. He's got the ether, which is another infinity, infinity stone. stone from... Which I wouldn't touch either. No, because that... That goes into you and then sort of turns you into the dark phoenix and then you die <laughs> eventually. So, yeah, that that's not good. Maybe don't grab an infinity stone. Release the duck! Well, I was going to say... To crush him! He must have other creatures that are locked away. Release one of them. Just the duck! slyly release it. Which alien would you... Would you release Howard? Would he be any good? No. Uh, or the dog? No. There's also... A dark elf in there that uh, is seen, and uh, one of the Chitari soldiers, but they're not very good, are they? I would release a dark elf. Okay. But also release a gun or some sort of weapon to give to him, and be like, now don't kill me when I open your case, I'm letting you out, and oh, he's killed me. <laughs> don't, probably don't make a deal with the dark elves, because, you know, evil is in their name, dark. Yeah. Evil. I would I would get a weapon out, leave it on the floor, and open a dark elf's case and then run, so the elf would have to, you know, go towards a weapon. I would be gone, and then he'd look over towards the guardians and, uh, what's the guy called? The broker? There's the collector. The broker's the collector. somewhere else. Okay. And then he'd be like, hmm, I know that stone, because my boss tried to use another one, and it went tits up. I'll uh, bring the dark elves back, and then he'll try to get stones, and then he'll fight them, and you're gone. You've You've escaped to live on nowhere. I wouldn't yeah, like to I mean, live on nowhere. I'd get a ship off of nowhere. Yeah, but how much would that cost, though? Because this mm. is this is the Moss Eisley of the Marvel Which universe. Means it's not just money they trade in. Drugs, drugs, brain stones, fluid, favors. You take me off this planet, and I'll call on you later for a daring mission, a prison heist, you could say. The cost would be high getting off of nowhere if you didn't have a ship of your own. Because yeah, it's it's all outlaws and gambling. Any survival tips for nowhere? Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there, yeah. I think it's kind of a bit worse than Moss Eisley. I mean, Moss Eisley did have, like, stormtroopers who were sort of borderline keeping the peace, if you like. With violent acts of yeah. beating people and yeah. the yeah. occasional Death Star. Yeah. 
but yeah, nowhere is truly lawless because there's no sign of the Nova Corps or anyone really being in charge. But yeah, you, you just got to integrate, just work on it, don't you? Everybody else gets along fine there. Well, when they're not beating each other up because of gambling debts gone wrong or forcing you into digging out brain matter. Yeah, it's a good place. I want to go. Ooh, digging out brain matter for everyone. I, I would Juicy. <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed to eat it. You'd you'd be there to no no eating the delicious. You brain just assume matter. I wanted to eat the brain matter. Yes, you said mm, delicious. Doesn't mean I want to eat it. Oh, I wouldn't put it past you though. Trying it just the once. But delicious brain omelets aside, Star Lord does uh, put Gamora's life before his when they do eventually manage to get off of nowhere. Um, they're picked up by Yondu, who's not best pleased with them. And uh, they eventually come to make a deal, and Quill convinces Yondu that uh, Ronan's bad news and they need to stop him because Ronan has come into possession of the Power Stone. So a tentative alliance forms between the Guardians and the Ravagers and also the Nova Corps, who do their best to try and stop Ronan from destroying their planet by forming a um, sort of shield net made up of lots of these uh, little star spaceships uh, when Ronan's ship the Dark Asteroid eventually touches down uh, over the planet so yeah that alliance sort of manages to hold Ronan off for a little bit but uh, when he puts the Infinity Stone into play and blows up the net then it's game over practically because uh, all Ronan needs to do to destroy the planet is just make contact, uh, make give the stone contact with the planet and then it'll blow up. Uh, more cost-effective than the Death Star, I'd say. Yeah, but you've actually got to get down onto the planet and touch it. I mean, how was he planning to get back off of that? Was the explosion instant? Was he not scared it was going to kill him? Well, he's got the Power Stone, so maybe he wouldn't have died. Also, maybe there are other more subtle ways to get yourself onto the planet rather than a big, dark, ominous spaceship. He could have smuggled himself in on, like, a milk truck ship or Maybe something not a milk like truck, that. but... But, yeah. you know, yeah. like a, a family car spaceship. Yeah, yeah, something just flies down really low and just drops a stone out the window. Yeah, just it flies th- throws it. Because exactly. you don't need to be there to place it on. If it just lands on it, then... Does it count if it just lands on the floor, though? Because then surely whatever you put it on will just explode. I mean, it doesn't explode when it gets put on anything else, does it? No, I think they say it's organic material. So if you put it on the planet, that might work, I think. Yeah, a drive-by, just throw it out the window. Ronan didn't go about it the right way. He could have been more subtle. Single-man ship, gone down, avoided all their detection everything could have landed got out and people were like who the hell are you oh dear boom no but he had to make a big deal out of it didn't he that's more of an ego thing wasn't it he had to do something big like look at me i have come to destroy you wait i've lost i took a dance off i I don't understand i i I made myself so apparent what i was going to do and i i made it so obvious and i alerted everybody and they beat me (laughs) how could they do that what do you think of the way ronan goes out getting distracted by a dance off not grabbing the Infinity Stone and then being blasted with it when the Guardians unite. Uh, apart from Groot, because he's lots of twigs at this point. Yeah, I was wondering, at that point when the Guardians hold hands, there's just four of them, that's enough to contain the Infinity Stone? Well, I think it's their willpower 
the they focus it all on beating Ronan and then it's quickly put into one of the containment spheres and stopped so I think that's what kind of saves them mm, I'm not buying it uh, well whether you buy it or not that's what the screenwriter said so saved by screenwriters is the only way I can describe it whether you like it or not doesn't matter they should have just taken the hammer it would have made more sense if they took the hammer and left with the hammer because out the stone. The stone was in the hammer, wasn't it? Yes, it was, but Rocket shot the hammer. And oh, idiot raccoon. <laughs> no, because it got it away from Ronan and Quill was able to catch it before Ronan could. Or maybe they would have been better off letting Ronan catch it because then he would have died anyway because he couldn't have held the stone for too much longer. But then there's always that chance that when he dies, he would have dropped it onto the planet. He could have held his hand and just grabbed it straight off of him. I don't know, if he was holding him while he was holding the stone, it'd start passing through like it does when the other Guardians hold hands. We'll just quickly put it in a in a containment sphere and then Whatever what you think about out. this, it's not going to happen. No, when Ronan's holding it, Gamora runs over, puts it in the containment sphere, and then Drax punches him in the face. And then Rocket claws his eyes out or something. But no, the screenwriters wrote it as in the power of friendship defeats the stone. Is that a bad message, Chris? Yes. They're infinity stones. I'm going to be these ultimate powerful things. That means when Thanos turns up, the Avengers are just going to hold hands and be like, we are strong together. We can defeat the stones. And then that'll be it. He'll be beaten. I'm not sure that's how Infinity War is going to end. I bloody well hope not. But With I'm just saying. standing in a circle singing at, <laughs> at Thanos, we are friends. Yay. No. <laughs> that, that's how Ronan bites the dust. Uh, and then with a sleight of hand, Peter Quill manages to con Yondu. Oh, Yondu, I forgot. His arrow. His badass, that is super cool. whistly arrow. You're one of those guys. Yondu's ship has just crashed. And he stood there. And I think one of the one of um, uh, Ronan's guys it tells him, order the Ravagers to turn on the Nova Corps or we're going to kill you. B- would you have just killed Yondu? Because you're not losing the battle I mean the Dark Asteroid is coming down and you're winning at the moment so would you bargain or just shoot him well I mean they've been told haven't they I'm guessing they've been told to you know get the Ravengers to obviously attack Nova Corps so I reckon if they just killed him and Ronan had survived Ronan would be like what the fuck are you doing you just screwed us over so uh, that's probably why they didn't shoot straight away I would have been suspicious when he pulled his coat back yeah and they know Yondu well enough to know that he's the leader of the Ravagers, so they must have heard stories of his magical whistly arrow. Unless he's just acquired it. Still, I think everyone still whenever he shows it and it's teased, everyone on the Ravagers are like, oh shit. (laughs) Things are getting real when Yondu pulls out that, so I don't know, I think he's had it long enough for a reputation to build. Because he's got some sweet skills with it, and that thing is super overpowered. How many times is it going to get used in Volume 2? I imagine quite a lot. It solves so many problems. It's connected to that sort of red gem thing on his head, isn't it? That lights up when he's using it. Yeah, his mohawk. I think that's what it is, yeah. And he whistles and and it goes everywhere. So is it something he had implanted on him, or was it something his species... I, I think it would be a technological thing. Yeah. They're not born with red. I, I don't know. Because I, I think know. Yondu's a Cree. Because he's blue like Ronan, so he's brave. I always thought the Cree were green. 
No, they're scrolls. Oh, right, okay. You fool. <laughs> there we go. So that's Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Uh, shall we speculate randomly for a few minutes on Volume 2, or shall we end it? Speculate. I imagine that Guardians 2 will... It's mostly just going to be Quill and his dad, eh? I figure. Because his dad's an alien, is he, from another planet, which is his why... His dad is apparently a planet. What? You know what? He's an A planet. What? No, no, no. What do you mean he's an A? He's a planet. Right. Okay. Apparently, uh, Kurt Russell, who is playing Peter Quill's dad, is playing Ego, the living planet. Apparently. Right. Because isn't the whole reason that Quill survives holding a stone is because he's half something else? He's half human, half a planet. Apparently. (laughs) So that's apparently what that is. I mean, is that what the whole storyline's based on? Is it the whole his dad thinks he's like, I found you, son. Now we need to do this together. I don't know. Um, it could it could be anything. I know we're gonna get more of Yondu. He's gonna be joining the team, so maybe the Ravagers aren't happy with Yondu not getting them a billion space monies because Quill swapped out the Infinity Stone, and maybe they think that they've that uh, Yondu's gone soft on Quill, so they need revenge and they need to harden up the ravagers again so it might be something like that oh. i'm not sure who the main bad guy is have we got all the infinity stones now we're no still we're still missing, missing one is we're it missing gonna... soul is it, it probably won't appear in this one no what film then i don't know the new thor film probably not there's enough well, on that plane it needs to appear at some it point infinity wars is coming just relax man spider-man I, no it's not appearing in spider-man um, I think that's all the speculating we've got time for, Chris. You've got to go to work. But before you leave and do a proper job yeah. of sitting around in an office, do you want to end the show, Chris? Yes, I will. You've been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the movies. If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at wecouldsurvivethatgmail.com, tweet us at wecouldsurvive, we're on YouTube, Stitcher, Podomatic, iTunes, and yeah, send in your thoughts and guardians. Your speculations on Guardians 2, what you think the pointy thing is and the mohawk is on Yondel. It's a, it's a mohawk. We've yeah. covered that. It's a, it's a, I want to know more about it. It's a mohawk. That's it. I want It's a, a lot bigger in the comics. Really? Proper spiky stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And yeah, we're going to see you all, uh, all next week. But until then, please keep on surviving and thieving and stealing. In space, of course. Don't do it on Earth. But in space, thief all you like. In space, no one can hear you. Thieve. No one can hear you? Yeah. Okay, no one can hear your burglar alarm in space. That is true. Uh. Alright, goodbye.